Good morning, guys. Welcome to End the Audio. Um, sitting at my table. You might hear outside there's a couple of uh, tree trimming trucks idling right across the common. I was in New York City yeah, this weekend at the wedding of a childhood friend. And it was during this heat wave and it was on a rooftop. And it was ridiculously hot. But the rooftop was the Brooklyn Grange, which is a rooftop farm. And so it was very beautiful um, and right up my alley. Like there were crops growing on this rooftop. And then you look over and there was the skyline of Manhattan. And thank goodness my cousin who I was staying with had air conditioning because it was 105 and, and felt even more than that. But now I'm back home. And uh, while I was there, I had uh, I met up with a friend of mine, and we were talking about Instagram and screen carving. And I described for him how I interact with Instagram. We were talking about how addictive. Instagram is and how you find yourself addicted to it without really realizing that it happened. Um, and I described for him what my what my latest process is with Instagram. And, and uh, he didn't realize that I was doing this and it was a surprise to him. So I thought I'd share it here, uh, both so people realize, well, all, all 50 of you who are going to hear this, uh, both so people realize that I'm doing this and so that you can consider whether it's something that makes sense for you as well. So about six months ago, I decided to make this shift, which was that it used to be that I would really limit the people I followed on Instagram to the only whose content I was really inspired by and impressed with. Right, and usually that was fellow screen carvers who were better than me or as good as me, and other people who were accomplished at something else in their life that I was finding inspiring. That began to feel increasingly lopsided and stupid. I did it because I felt like if I started following everyone who I was interacting with and who was reaching out to me, that my feed would be so big that I wouldn't be able to clear it. And then even so, I found myself scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, just worried that I was going to miss out on some post made by somebody if I didn't get all the way back to, you know, stuff that I had recognized from the day before. And so I'd sit there scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, not happy that I was doing it, but consumed with worry that I was going to miss out. What is that called? FOMO. I had a lot of FOMO. Fear of missing out. And I decided six months ago to try this experiment, which was that anyone who 
I realized was following me, whether because I realized it long after the fact, excuse me, or because they just started following me. Anyone who I realized was a real human, not just a brand, you know, if I could figure out that a brand was still kind of seemed like a one person, then I'd, then that counted, but not a brand that seemed a little dehumanized. Um, and as long as their account was public, that I would follow them. Which meant that all of a sudden I was following way more people. So many people, in fact, that it was no longer physically possible for me to scroll all the way back to clear my feed each day. So it broke me of my habit of doing that. At the same time, the act of following somebody back, I saw, and probably articulating this is an important part of creating that sense, but I saw it as leveling the relationship. Because the problem with someone following you and you not following them back is that now there's a power imbalance. There's a, there's a sense that you're more important than them. And that's what happens when you have thousands of followers and you only follow 300 people. It gives you an inflated sense of your own value as a human being. And I didn't want that. I wanted to be careful not to feel that. And to remind myself daily that as I was starting to get thousands of followers that that didn't make me any better than somebody who had 121 followers. We're both humans and we both deserve the same respect. And I see following somebody who's following me, who I can tell is a person, is a sign of respect. Now, I don't request to follow people whose accounts are private unless uh, we've had a couple of interactions because that also feels disrespectful. Um, and I recognize that people have many different reasons for making their accounts private, and many of them probably wouldn't mind if I requested it. But to my mind, if your account is private and I haven't really had any interactions with you, then who am I to request that? Now, this is a double-edged sword because when you stop liking the posts of the 300 people you used to follow because you're no longer clearing your feed, there is this sense that they can have that you've stopped following them. Which is true in the sense that you're no longer as engaged passively with them. But really what it is is that I've shifted what it means to follow someone in my head it no longer means engage with everything that they do work-wise. Often, if they ask a question or if there's a reason to, or if I all you know, if I know them by person and we happen to have interacted, I'll go to you at that person's feed and poke around a bit and see what they've been up to and like a bunch of things and comment on some things. But it happens in spurts and it happens in waves, um, and it doesn't happen every day. 
And it's important for me, as I say that this has helped me with my Instagram addiction and that you might want to try this, but probably people are doing this to me too, right? It's important to remember when you put something out into the world that you shouldn't expect most of your followers to ever see it because most of your followers are not on Instagram every day, right? Probably only, I'm going to make up a number, 20% of people who use Instagram and follow people actively use it. And of those active users, how many actually see your stuff and how many never get that far in their feed? So that's why the engagement number is such a small percentage of your total followers. I see Instagram now as much more of a discovery and inspirational tool, which interestingly is what Pinterest really is, right? Pinterest is a kind of a search engine, and I see Instagram as kind of a search engine as well where you can find the stories of people who are doing really fascinating things and put your story out there for other people to find. And when other people find it, even if they don't have a story that you find inspirational, you can interact with them as a human. That's the whole point of, of the direct message. And, and it's by choosing to follow people using this different criteria of are you a human and is your account public you shift the sense of balance and you and you give permission to everybody to reach out to you at least that's what i hope i'm doing thanks for listening i haven't said this before but if you enjoy the podcast please recommend it to people um it's easy for these things to end up in a, in a bubble and not reach more people than they're currently reaching. So if you've enjoyed it, please let a friend you think will enjoy it know that it exists.